It's my lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Grounds Crew. I'm your host, Josh Gerson, as always, my co host, Bill Rom. What's good, guys? Before we get started, as always, we ask you to make sure you like and subscribe, drop us a review, drop us a comment, let us know how we're doing. We appreciate your support. Um, Let's jump right into it. We're approaching Memorial Day weekend, um, pretty much about a a quarter of the way through the season, Um, and I think it's it's time we're able to really look at how teams are doing and really kind of be able to say, where are they slacking, who's already out of the game completely, because I can tell you there's definitely some teams that are for sure not making the playoffs. Um... And it's, it's definitely uh, been an interesting start to the season, I would say. Um, what do, was there any teams that have really shocked you so far? Well, so, I mean, the, the team that shocked me is shocking me for a, a multitude of different reasons. It's mm-hmm. the Mets. Yep. I have no <laughs> idea how the Mets are in first place with a negative runs against score mm-hmm. that is very large. Yes. And somehow with, I think it's 17 players are now on the injured list. Yes, our team's falling apart. 17 players on the injured list. Guys, in case you didn't know, 25 mm-hmm. make up a entire roster. Yep. Uh, with 17 guys, how, how they're even remotely winning games. Uh, guys who are out for the Mets, their entire starting outfield, mm-hmm. their... Third, second, and first baseman. Yep. Our ace pitcher was out for a little bit. Two or three of four of the five projected starting pitchers Mm -hmm. for the team. Like, if the Mets make the playoffs, four of the five guys who will be pitching Mm -hmm. in the starting rotation in some capacity are currently not pitching and not playing. Yep. Until DeGrom got back. Now it's three. Right. Uh, So I have no idea how they've been able to, like, magic their way. To, to any any semblance of like winning anything. Yep. Uh, the Giants have been surprising. Yeah. Yeah. That they've been able to hang. I feel like it's now starting to get to the dog days though, mm-hmm. and it's like more of a struggle for them to hang around and do some of the stuff that they're gonna do. Yeah. We I talked saw, about that a few episodes ago. I saw a lot of people saying that they're they're not sure if the Giants can actually sustain this level of play um, because the Dodgers are starting to figure it out more, and the Padres have been on an absolute tear. Um, so the, the NL West is definitely like the bottom is the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. I think everybody saw that coming, but it's, it's definitely interesting to see if they'll be able to kind of like stay in the hunt. They're only a game and a half back right now from the Padres. Same thing with the Dodgers. Um, and I think going back to the NL East for a second, like I'm not really surprised that every, like the, everyone's record is kind of eh, and it's just, it's just the bloodbath. And I think, and whoever comes out and wins that division, nobody else is going to even have a shot at the playoffs because of the NL West. I have to think it's Mets. At this point, because like they're, they're it's the winning, Marlins in second place, <laughs> but they're winning the they're winning the division with no players. Like yeah. I heard, I saw an article. Somebody was writing about how the Marlins have like an injury bug, mm-hmm. and I laughed like audibly out loud. Yep. Like the LOL being a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like the Mets are so injured and hurt, they're just broken. That they just they traded for Cameron Mabin, and it came out what they traded for Cameron Mabin. Mm-hmm. One dollar. A crispy single, crispy got single us mailed in an former, envelope. <laughs> former all-star Cameron Mabin, who's now O for a billion. Yep. Uh, thankfully, becoming the worst hitter on the Mets because Francisco Lindor has been an absolute 
nightmare of a player. I don't know. Uh, Let's go with them. For the Mets. But, yeah, I mean, when the Mets start getting, like, I think J.D. Davis is back tonight. Okay. Uh, I think Alonzo is back Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, like, now it's, ooh, we got some meat and potatoes in the a lineup. Bit, like, yeah. There's some things that we can do. Guys have really stepped up and had some good games. I love McCann mm-hmm. playing first. Playing first, playing doing That's a good job fun. too. Yeah, like he, him being like, oh, you know what? It's nice not to squat down. I can hit better, and his hitting has actually gotten mm-hmm. better when he's not catching. And Tomas Nito, Tomas Nito, been been an absolute it. savior for the Mets. Mm-hmm. The guy they just traded for is sneaky. McKinney, good. yes. Yeah, McKinney, yeah. Billy McKinney is sneaky good. Twenty six years old, former first round pick, has not gotten consistent at bats. Mm-hmm. And with it now coming out that Conforto is going to be gone until July. Yeah, the entire month of June is for McKinney to play. Yep, he's going to get out there all the time, and they're going to have Dom Smith occasionally play first. And mm-hmm. they, he's McKinney's going to get a shot to play every day for an extended stretch. He figures it out for himself. Again, this look will look like an even better trade for the Mets mm. because the guy they signed, young guy, we're not going to know if he's any good for five years. The Mets need to be good now. It was yep. the right kind of trade. So I, the Mets, for me, have just been surprising because I expected them to be good, but their depth was tested to an unbelievable degree. Yes, and the fact that they're even remotely in the lead, the Braves and Phillies fans have to be upset mm-hmm. because – you, there's no reason, really, for your team to be yeah no middling. I, we as talked it is. about preseason that hey, like, we have more depth this year, like that's great. But I don't think anyone could have suspected that we were going to actually utilize all of it and then some. The the next teams that really surprised me is uh, Indians. Yeah, Indians are twenty six and twenty one. Yep. We, we talked about we thought that they could be good. They had mm-hmm. some pieces. I, I felt like Ahmed Rosario was a better player. Uh, than he was given credit for mm-hmm. by Mets fans. Uh, for a lot of guys, it takes them time when they move to a new organization to figure out how to hit and what to do. Right. I think I saw the other day uh, his splits, like in the last month, mm-hmm. he's batting like 320. Um, so right now on the season, he's batting 245, uh, which is solid if not great for them. Yep. Uh, but his last split has started to improve. So that's a team that I think has been a, a surprise for me, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Everybody, we, we talked about the White Sox. We thought the White Sox would be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Athletics always seem to be sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Angels is just such a disappointment. Such a disappointment. I mean... Because you have you have the MVP. You have the, the at least to this point, MVP to me. Yep. Um, and and we're, we, we can have that talk also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- those... Those teams are, are, for me, the ones. Is there anybody that you think of that you're, like, really surprising? Um, the AL East, I think, when we first talked about it, it was, we knew it was going to kind of be similar to the NL East in that they're all, there was a bunch of teams in there that could have solid years and make it a challenge. Um, but the Rays have just been absolutely killing it. Yeah. And I love that because we, we've talked about it. The way that they assemble their teams and go about their business is so different from everybody else. Um, and they seem to always find a way to have success. And yes, the Red Sox started off hot, but the Rays have just been consistently there, always just taking hacks at everybody. And and the Yankees have kind of definitely come back from the way they started because um, that was ugly. And their pitching staff is actually one of the top in baseball right now, which we kind of thought. But was, now Kluber's out. But now Kluber's out. So now where do they go from there? <laughs> um, they go right back to we we, we get a no no, 
And now, hey, no, no, no hitters this week. What, what's up yeah. with that? <laughs> why, is it, why, why, why haven't we seen a no hitter? Lately? Yeah, what's going on? Um, but we'll see. We'll see where they go from there because obviously Kluber's a big piece. He's out two months with uh, something with his shoulder, I think, which just seems to be just a constant thing for him. Um, the Blue Jays have kind of underwhelmed me a little bit. You know what? I, we talk about it all the time. I think winning is something that organizations need to learn to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that some teams. I think a lot of the time this goes back to the Rays and their development. The Rays yep. spent a lot of years developing good players, but not being able to figure out how to get over a hump. Mm-hmm. Then they got to the point that they were over a hump, and they've just consistently done their business. And they don't do anything that's overtly flashy. Mm-hmm. They just consistently develop, spend money wisely, do some of the right things. So they put out a, a consistent winning organization because the guy who was an 18-year-old minor leaguer six years ago, mm-hmm. who's now a 24-year-old major leaguer, yeah, he's been in an organization that always wins. So yeah. he's been around what it feels like to win. He's talked to guys who know what it's like to win, who could say this is what you need to do every day. So he sees the clear path. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they have that. The Blue Jays tried to put some winning around their guys. Yeah. So like Vlad... Looks like a stud. We, mm-hmm. we we talked about that. What was it, episode 98? 98. Uh, excellent job by our research team, a.k.a. Josh here. Uh, we, we talked Went about digging. <laughs> he's a He's an excellent player. He has all the pedigree. He's got all the stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking about him in the same light as we were talking about a guy like Tatis not too yep. long ago as a young, big hitter, um, was in the home run derby, and last year was a weird year for mm-hmm. a lot of guys. Yep. He's come out and he looks as advertised. Yep, that's what we were saying. He needed to find his footing, and obviously last year was a very weird year. He'd only come in the year before that, not for an entire season, um, and now he finally has the opportunity to really kind of get regular at bats. He's playing first base now, and now he's doing everything that we expected him to do, and he's leading the league in almost every category. Is Springer back? Springer back? Yeah, I think so. So like that's so. one of the things they also didn't have Springer for a little while. Yeah, I, I think that's a team that's going to learn how to win as the season goes on. And they've got two choices. They're going to lean into the things that they need to do every day to be a good team, mm-hmm. or they're going to fail on the little things and they're going to stay around a 500 team. But I think that that's, that's itself is a good step for an organization. You know, our, uh, like the Knicks win last night. They, they get their first dub in the playoffs. It's 1-1 with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep saying I don't want the Knicks to do anything. And last offseason they didn't do anything major, and they just brought back the same team and got them better coached allowed guys to develop, mm-hmm. the team real, is real solid now. Yep. Are they going to win the championship this year? No shot, right? Mm-hmm. Less than 1% chance. But they can win this year. And if they bring back relatively the same team next year and don't do anything super crazy, mm-hmm. they should win again next year, at least enough to be in the playoffs, be in a conversation. Well, that also means that any first-round pick you draft, he doesn't have to come in and be a savior. We're already right. winning. We don't need you to come in and be a winner. Yep. So, like... For the Blue Jays, I feel like be around 500 this year and develop your guts and be happy. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything reckless. I feel like if you're the Yankees, you have to lean in because they're going to get old fast. They've been an old team for a while now with some mm-hmm. guys, but they're going to be like, you know, our all of our guys are 30-plus years old soon. Yep. Like even at the heart of their best players. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, where do you go now? You know, what do you do? And Glaber's underperformed. So, like, the Yankees are where we think, 
but they're an injury away from uh, in their their starting lineup again. Yep. To the bats going quiet, and they're back into this zone of we have well, enough they just talent lost Luke to Voigt, win. So I'm Void again. Void again. So My Lanta, I can't. I can't win. <laughs> you might have a curse. It might be. It might be anything you talk about. Deets? Would you say he can't avoid injuries? I wouldn't ever say that. Never. But you ever. would. You would. Because absolutely. Deets because loves d- dad jokes. For our listeners, our viewers, Deets is bad, a big da- dad, bad jokes, dad guy. jokes too. Not good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like that's that's my thought. You're right. The Rays just consistently can put out a winner, mm-hmm. and they just and, traded their their big shortstop too, Willie Adamas. <laughs> so I'd imagine they're trying to make room for Wander Franco at some point to come up this year. Because um, he's just absolutely destroying in, in the minors. Well, Juan right Franco looks like he's bat. You know, I don't know how he's going to be defensively. Mm. I think he's going to end up being a guy who's probably got to shift off of shortstop long term. Okay. But I, I, I'm I'm down to see them give it. We've seen worse defenders, aka Derek Jeter, spend mm-hmm. a long time be a hitter and not be able to field a ball. Right. Um. So like, it, it's possible. Uh. But yeah, I mean, the Rays are a, a superstar away from being a perennial powerhouse team. Um, but going back, we were just talking about uh, uh, Vlad Jr., mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we also have a segment on this show, the Otani Watch. The Otani Watch, yes. And there is now a, a race has formed. Like you said, we're coming up on Memorial Day. We now know kind of where things are going. Mm-hmm. Those two seem to be the lead for who's going to be MVP. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of people posting and talking about that concept of is it Vlad or is it Shohei? And I, I'm, I applaud the people for recognizing that there is another level to Shohei Otani that Vladimir Guerrero does not have, and that's the fact that he has a two seven ERA right now. A, a two seven, and his stuff's dirty, disgusting, and he has been forced into a pseudo, like number one starter for them also yep so it's number not one like, starter trout just got hurt now he's the best hitter like it's just happening rendon's finally healthy so yep. rendon's out there playing good defense mm-hmm. picking making some good plays making some good hits uh but yeah show show has been incredible and he does so much for that team batting average wise i think uh vlad's almost 340 yep uh so he's been killing it in terms of his batting average, show us around like 270. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I get that you can say, okay, batting average, things like this, OPS, uh, he's higher. Yeah. But it's that you're also got to add that this dude is also the number one starter for his team. Yep. And when you take into it, that into account, it's why we talk about it. it's It's going to end up being when you really kind of lay it all out. If he's able to just continue at the pace he's on, He's. It's going to be close to one of the best seasons in history. Absolutely, and, uh, and the value is just crazy. Exactly, and and it's the most valuable player, and he's doing everything he possibly can. He's playing in the field too when he's done with all of that. So like, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. But if if Vlad keeps this up, I mean, it, I could it's see it's going to be people, a tight race. It's going to sure. be very tight, and but it's, it's going to be, be amazing to watch. Also. What do you like traditionally? You know, yep. if yep. you're like, oh well, you know, the pitching's nice, but it's an extra. It's almost he's a hitter. As, as messed know? up it is to say, it's almost nice that Mike Trout isn't in this conversation for the moment because it feels like he's the easy cop out for everybody over the last couple of years. Like, oh, I'll just vote for Mike Trout. Like, yeah, I guess everybody else is doing good too, but um, it's definitely a, a different look. Yeah, he, he can't be the MVP this year. Yeah, he's you gonna know, be out another five six to eight weeks, weeks or so. Yeah. yeah, if if he misses six weeks of the season, there's no shot. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when his teammate was already producing at the level he was right next to him. Yeah. Uh, the only thing for me is is that 
I'm happy Rendon is back because it still offers Otani protection so he can continue to do what he right. needs to do. Jared Walsh is still killing it. I would just like to see the team win. Yeah, no, that would be nice. You know, they, like Walsh has been great, great at first base, made some good plays the other night for them in a in a game that ended up looking like a rout, mm-hmm. then became a tight game. I think they won by one run, mm-hmm. but at one point in time they were up nine nothing or nine one. Um, to to have it nine eight and have to at the end, yeah. like wow, way way to go, guys. Pitching, pitching for them has been atrocity. Atrocity. You know, you're out here winning, scoring nine runs and winning by one run. If the Mets could score half that a game, they'd be undefeated. Yep. Like they, this is just crazy. Uh, so interesting, interesting run. I think that's that that's the big thing. Uh, and nobody else to me really ha- can can step into the conversation mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, uh, I think a guy like Acuna, his team could turn up some wins. Maybe that would help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody is doing what those two guys are doing. Tatis, Tatis could go on a run, and his team is winning the most. Mm-hmm. And I could see him snagging it at the. The Padres end. are the are the best team in baseball right now. Yes, for sure. Yes, and and Tatis, yeah, he came back from his injury and has been absolutely on a freaking tear. So yeah, I could see him being in that in that level of conversation. And we also. said he was going to be out for a while. Yep. And like it, it people was. were like, oh, it'll be a week, and he he missed a fair amount of time yeah. with everything. But I'm happy to see that he rehabbed it well and came mm-hmm. back. And, and it looked like they they forced him to alter his swing too. He has to keep two hands on the bat so he doesn't get that like wrap around. And well, because he's probably more. still injured. Probably, right? yeah. Like they're doing this because they're like, hey, you can still like you know hit, mm-hmm. but you just can't do your release the way you always have because that thing will pop back out. And right. That's the end of the season. Yep. You know, but I wouldn't be surprised if we found out. You know, end of the year he gets a little minor surgery, mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote. Yep. To, to fix some stuff that's going on in his shoulder. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the MVP race looks like it's going to be uh, an interesting one. Uh, Cy Young mm-hmm. is going to be an interesting one. Yes. There, there's some guys with some big win totals already mm-hmm. uh, that if they're able to – I think Flaherty's got eight. Flaherty has eight, yes. Uh, there's there, – that's going to be an interesting one for the, for the Cy Young because DeGrom went away for a little while. Mm-hmm. So he kind of allowed everybody to like wake back up, and then he got shelled the other night for one run. For one run, yeah. <laughs> um, and his ERA ballooned from a point five nine to a point eight. Yeah. So like that's been a huge, you know, he he almost added thirty percent onto his ERA in one start. So mm-hmm. we got to be nervous about that and what mm-hmm. that entails. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if Degrom is healthy and he's back, it's gonna be him. Uh, just because I think everybody feels like now after last year. He a little bit got robbed of a Cy yeah, Young. Yeah, for sure. You know, because, yep. like, no, nobody else has been remotely close to the player that they were able to be in a shortened year, mm-hmm. uh, except for DeGrom, who just comes out and continues to hum fastballs. Yep, all day long. Um, and what I, I saw, too, that was interesting, we talked about it a little bit last week, um, is that the Nationals are still continuing. They've been playing a little <clears throat> bit better. Yeah. But they're still at the bottom of the division. Yes. And it seems like more and more people are entertaining this idea of Max Scherzer going somewhere. Because now now we're getting into, like I said, we're getting into Memorial Day. We're getting into more of like, okay, where are people going to be moving at the trade deadline? And Chris Bryant, another person we talked about preseason, is absolutely tearing it up right now, batting 317. Um, and it seems like more and more people are like, yeah, no, they're, they're going to move him for sure. They are the, I think the Mets were already talking about getting him. Wow. Which, I saw somewhere that they like that they they reopened that conversation to some degree. Um, I don't I don't know if, I don't know. I think I, the Nationals look at it from the sense that 
if they do it, it's because they know they're not winning this year. Yeah. So if they're able to get a prospect from the Mets, that's a premium prospect to get mm-hmm. Scherzer gone for a year, and then they have the ability to re-sign him or do whatever. Yeah. You know, like they don't. Start. They don't care. The only th- the only downside that I think the Nationals would look at it is if Scherzer ends up winning the game that wins the Mets the World Series, mm-hmm. that would burn a little bit in their their heart of hearts forever. Um, <laughs> but like. I think that that's some, that's the risk that you had to be willing to take. Mm-hmm. I don't see him. I don't see a world. The team that I would now see because Kluber's hurt, I can mm-hmm. see the Yankees making this push. Oh, I definitely had them as, a, as an option for for. Yeah, you've sure talked too. about it yeah, before. Absolutely. But this, I think, almost like it, it kind of forces the issue because mm-hmm. their pitching staff was kind of like making it happen, and you weren't expecting it to happen mm-hmm. to the degree in which they were doing yes. it. So like it's the it's the small sample size thing. Mm-hmm. Like at some point in time, you're gonna regress to the mean, and the mean's not gonna look like it looks at its peak. Yeah. You know. So like the the Yankees had to know that their pitching staff was not going to stay sustain that for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Now you have a hole. Yeah. Um, is Scherzer a guy that you would go for? You know, is there somebody else that is on the market that they would go? But I think it comes down to the Nationals can't pull the trigger now mm-hmm. until somebody in that division pulls away. Yeah. Because the way it's playing out right now, you could theoretically have a team that has a losing record make it to the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's why it's kind of, it definitely will be a last minute thing, but I don't think whoever wins that division is going to be the only one that makes the playoffs. Yes. Coming out. Well, especially now because you look at what the uh, NL West looks like, you have three teams that are going to make the playoffs. Yep. So, like, you have three teams with 30 wins. Like, at that point in time, they're all the, all the spots are taken up. Mm -hmm. Right. You're, you're out. Sorry. Um, so I, I don't think what we suspected were going to be a lot of really good teams mm-hmm. has been more of a bloodbath than we thought. But again, I have to look at it obje- like I, I think I'm being objective. The fact that the Mets are w- still leading with so many people out when the whole lineup's back. And if Francisco Lindor can wake up from the coma that he's been in, they're going to be the best team. Yeah. Like, the, their whole beginning close. of the season has been weird. They still don't have Carrasco. Yep. We expect Carrasco to be a three ERA guy, ish. Yeah, sure. That's right? that's a fair. And right now you got Lucchesi and and uh, uh, Peterson, Peterson who are kind of back and forth. Like they'll they'll look great for a few innings mm-hmm. and then they'll kind of fall apart. Uh, you're gonna replace those two guys potentially with Carrasco and Syndergaard in a month. Yep. So that pitching staff's gonna be elite. The the bullpen has been fantastic. Unbelievable. Uh, and with the bullpen being fantastic, you're going to get a guy like Seth Lugo, who's been one of the best relievers for the Mets for a couple mm-hmm. of years. He's now pitching again and almost back. Yep. So that team could skyrocket mm-hmm. and end the division in a month. Yep. Um, it's very possible. But right now, I don't think the Nationals are going anywhere with them. Uh, unless somebody blows, blows them away. Yeah. And they're willing to punt the season. But I do have it on insider information that they may or may not have pitchers lined up in the minor leagues preparing for Scherzer to be traded. I've, I've heard your, your insider information is good. so Yeah, so again. We'll I, pay attention to that. It, that. That might be a thing. The, those things might be lining up. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe we'll have an interview with him if he, come, if he gets ooh, called up. I don't know. Ooh, we could do that. We can make that happen. That'll Stay be a good tuned one. to find Stay out. Stay tuned, yeah. Definitely listen in. Guys, we appreciate you listening in on today's show. Again, a, a slower week on what's happening in the league because there's no no-hitters for us to talk about. Yeah. And nobody said any inflammatory things about their own team. <laughs> uh, but 
we look forward to hitting you guys up next time. Uh, stay tuned also, coming out not too long after this, you'll be seeing our special edition. Big podcast uh, coming next. Little teaser, we're going to be talking about the greatest pitching season in MLB history. And we have someone who thinks that I am wrong. So find out on the next episode. We will see you guys then. Have a good one. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle.